0: What's up Raider Nation? Matt Holder from Silver and Black Pride here. I've got another NFL Draft Prospect interview for you guys. This time it's Trevon Bradford, wide receiver out of Oregon State. I can tell you guys I walked away pretty impressed with who Trevon is as a person, so I hope you guys do too. And I'm excited for you guys to check this one out. So with that, let's get to it. Raider Nation, I have a very special guest for you guys on this week's podcast. Please welcome PFF and Phil Steele, first-team All-Pac-12 wide receiver from Oregon State University, Trevon Bradford. Trevon, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Appreciate you coming on. Well, let's get started by talking about your background. You're from Oregon City, just south of Portland, stayed relatively close to home for college at Oregon State, and now you're sitting here preparing for the NFL draft. So can you briefly walk me through your quote-unquote football life, um, starting from when you first got introduced to the game to where you're at now?
1: Yeah, so I started playing uh, third grade. Um, you know, played every year uh, since then. Uh, played running back early on. Transitioned to wide receiver, like my sophomore year of high school. And then, uh, you know, chose to go to Oregon State because I, you know, wanted to stay close to home. Um and, you know, most teams actually recruited me to play defense, and Oregon State of the teams that offered me to play receiver.
0: Gotcha. So did you grow up an Oregon State fan?
1: I actually grew up a Ducks fan. Um, oh. Yeah, right. And uh, that was my dream school growing up. Um, you know, I had a little workout, you know, for the, for the coaching staff. Um, I want to say my junior year. Um, and they, they basically told me they didn't think I was good enough to play receiver, uh, wanted me to play corner. So I feel like, you know, kind of the next best thing was to go to
0: Oregon State. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're an offensive guy, I take it? Yeah, definitely. Gotcha. What other schools did you look at when you are coming down to high school? Uh, It really came down to, like,
1: Oregon State, Boise State, and uh, Washington State, my top three at the end.
0: Pacific Northwest through and through, my man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Awesome. So you're somewhat unique, and you're kind of one of those first crop of NCAA athletes who were able to take advantage of that extra year of eligibility with the COVID rules. So I'm curious, what made you decide to come back to school for your sixth year?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, you know, COVID happened. So the Pac-12 started, you know, the season really late. We only ended up playing uh, seven games. Um, I only played in five of those games. I I broke my foot prior to the season. Um, So I I had to get surgery in the offseason, and that's basically what brought me back.
0: Gotcha. So how do you think that extra season has kind of helped you grow as a player and as a person too?
1: Um, I mean, just you know, that extra extra year of maturity. Um, you know, and on, on the football field, I feel like I gotta, you know, showcase, you know, my consistency. Um, I feel like I've been, you know, I've six years in college. I've I've been doing it for a long time and I feel like I have done it at a high level. Um, and then I, you know, I just gotta spend more time with the family through, you know, through COVID. My sister had a had a little baby. So
0: I I gotta be awesome and uh, so yeah you know, you know it was nice awesome so i'm just curious you know outside of or away from the football field was there anything else that you did to kind of take advantage of that 6 year did you take any graduate classes or anything like that
1: no nah, no graduate classes um really just focused on football um yeah yeah that was basically that's all i did got a, got a few extra workouts in gotcha nice yeah.
0: Well, now that you got, now that we've taken like a, a thousand foot view of your college career, I want to turn back the clock a little bit to 2019. But before what we'll call your uh, your first senior year, year if we will, um, you suffer an injury right before the start of the season and end up missing the first seven games of the year. Part of me is curious just about what happened. Was it like a camp injury? Was it something that lingered?
1: Um, yeah, uh, I had so I, I broke each foot. I broke
0: my fifth metatarsal uh,
1: on each foot. And that year it was, it was worse than what happened this past year. Um, So yeah, I I kept on having to get CT scans and x-rays every week because originally the doctor thought I'd be able to play, um, you know, early on. And I, it was hard for me to, you know, sit out of practice. So I I tried to, you know, individual stuff, uh, individual drills and stuff like that. And, you know, looking back, I feel like I probably shouldn't have been doing that if I wanted to come back earlier. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I took advantage of that new ratio rule. So I got to play in those last four games and then
0: come back for what I thought was going to be my last year. And then, you know, <laughs> it, so. the other part of me is curious about just the emotional side of things. Excuse me, where was your headspace at when you got injured right before it was supposed to be like the biggest and last season of your of college football and kind of, how did you pers- persevere through that? Yeah. I mean, it was really
1: tough. Um, you know, I had a good junior year, um, you know, Some people thought I could have left, but I decided, you know, come back, try to, you know, boost my boost my uh, stock a little bit more. And then, you know, after getting hurt. Yeah, it was just it was just tough because, you know, I wanted to play, didn't want to come back for another year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, things happen. You know, I feel like it kind of just depends on how I want to look at it in perspective. Like I got a few more years to mature and, um, you know, be there. Uh, for my family um, and just, and just learn the offense, uh, you know, even better. Um, so, you know, it just depends how how you want
0: to look at it. Well, let's fast forward now to 2020, where we just talked about, you had the shortened season with COVID and that means for you, that's back to back shortened seasons. Was there ever any doubt that kind of crept into the back of your head that maybe this football thing just isn't meant to be. And again, kind of, if so how did you kind of get through that hurdle mentally?
1: I mean, a little bit, um, you know, coming COVID happened for everybody though, so right, like I said, it, it just kind of depends how you look at it. Um, you know, I, I'm the type of person in football that's it's playing NFL that's been my goal, um, you know, since I was a kid, so I mean, nothing's really gonna deter me from you know trying to reach that goal at the end of the day, uh, you know, no matter
0: what. So, so just never losing sight of the goal, basically, yeah, exactly. Well, i tell you what, man, you're a resilient guy, and I respect the hell out of you for For continuing to chase your dreams. I know a lot of people that probably would have quit in your shoes, so I have a lot of mad respect for you, man. Thanks. So let's move on to the pre-draft process. I know you participated in the College Gridiron Showcase. So how did CGS go for you, and how has that helped you through this pre-draft? It worked really well.
1: Um, you know, we got, a, got an interview with a lot of different teams. I think I met with about, you know, 20 different teams while I was there. Um, I feel like I did pretty good in those interviews. Um, and then, you know, just being able to compete against some of the, you know, top guys at the CGS.
0: Um, yeah, you know, it was a good experience. So if you had to pick one thing as your biggest takeaway from CGS, what would that be? My
1: biggest takeaway from the CGS? Um, you know, they actually
0: did a lot of, like, seminars
1: and you know stuff like that um, that, that wasn't really football-related that I learned a lot from, you know, whether it's, like, managing money or – you know, budget in and gotcha. you know, football, stuff like that. Um, you know, I feel like I, I, I was able to take a lot from those type of things.
0: Got to learn how to keep the checkbook balanced, right? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I know these next four months heading into the draft and really even longer than that, since you've probably been at this since about January, can pretty, pretty draining both mentally and physically. Do you have a mentor or someone that you've been leaning on for advice during this time?
1: Uh, I mean, not really. Um, you know, my mom's probably my biggest mentor, uh, but like we talked about earlier, just not losing sight of the angle, gotcha. uh, you know, playing in the NFL, that's, that's, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. So you got to do it to make it there.
0: So I'm curious, man, what, what kind of advice does your, does uh, your mom give you? Sure, just keep working. Um, you know, she's kind of instilled that work, work
1: ethic, uh, into me since I was a kid, you know, waking me up, you know, to go work out before elementary school, you know, seeing her work jobs and make ends meet, um. You know, just keep my head down, keep grinding, and, you know, things will work out for itself. Awesome. So are you pretty family-oriented
0: person? Yeah, definitely. I got I got four siblings and then just raised by my mom. So, you know, pretty close. Gotcha, gotcha. That's awesome. Your mom is a a wonder woman, five kids on her own. That's, that's pretty yeah. impressive. I appreciate that, man. Awesome. So from a more functional standpoint, what are you training? Where are you training at right now? And what is something, is there something in particular that you're really trying to emphasize in your training? whether it's, you know, putting on size, speed, agility, or what have you?
1: Yeah. So right now I'm, uh, I'm training at X3 performance in Fort Myers, Florida with Jordan Wallen. Um, And yeah, the main thing I've been focused on is really just uh, my 40 time. Um, I feel like uh, a lot of, a lot of scouts or teams think I'm going to, I'm not gonna run uh, under four or five, so I'm excited to prove them wrong with that.
0: So you you're calling your shot right now under four or five,
1: under four four,
0: under four four. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Four. Yeah. So I was my next question was gonna be if you had to pick anything that you want to show the NFL scouts and general managers at your pro bay, what would it be? Would it be that that sub four four forty? Definitely. That's the big goal right now that you got circled or on your uh, your ceiling, whatever, so you can stare at it every night before you go to bed. That's exactly right. Awesome. Well, I tell you what. Let's move on to some football talk. I'm a nerd, so I always like to start with the stats. You had 152 catches, 1,916 receiving yards, and 14 TDs in your college career. But the numbers that stood out to me the most were your year-by-year yards per catch. You started out at 12 and a half as a freshman, then went up to 18 and a half in year two, dipped a bit to 11.6, then 9.3, 10.0, until getting back to 15.0 as a senior. What led to that last jump in your last year? And were you like getting better at your downfield routes, or just getting targeted more? Like, how did how did that you know big jump at the end happen?
1: I feel like it's a combination of both, and uh, it, you know, different philosophies uh, on offense and how I was being used. Um, you know, those those years where my numbers kind of dipped, I was you know playing mostly in the slot. Um, you know, my role was more like third down. Uh, you know, move the sticks. So you know, not not really taking as many shots down the field. And then this past year. It was, it was the opposite. I was more like, you know, big plays, um, you know, explosive plays when they needed them. That, that was kind of my role this past year.
0: So I think I have my answer to this, but do you view yourself as a potential vertical threat in the NFL? Definitely. Awesome. 4-3 speed, you might as well be, right? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So some more stats. I saw you also added 25 rushes for 257 yards, which comes out to 10.3 yards per carry. I know most of those cut- touches came on like jet sweeps and stuff like that, but do you have any experience playing running back, you know, going back to high school or anything like that? I think you mentioned something at the top of the show.
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, I played running back, you know, my whole life until sophomore year and then my high school coach switched me. And I was actually, I was, I was really upset with him for switching me to receiver because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't really like that. You know, you kind of had to rely on everybody else to, you know, to get the ball. <laughs> day. Um, but no, it ended up being, you know, the best thing for me with if, if, if teams needed me to, you know, take handoffs or do anything like that, I could I could definitely do that, too.
0: I think that coach was a pretty smart guy, What do you say? Definitely. <laughs> well, building off that, do you have any experience, like, running routes out of the backfield and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, in college, uh, they would put me in the backfield uh, sometimes uh, to, you know, either run wheel routes, option routes out of the backfield. Uh, but I never gave me handoffs out of the backfield. It was always a right. fly sweep around, stuff yeah. like that.
0: So has any team uh, asked you about not necessarily making a full-on position switch, but you know, adding lining up in the backfield to your repertoire to show a little bit more uh, versatility, kind of like a Ty Montgomery or Cordell Patterson type of role?
1: Yeah, I've had a, I've had not, they, they don't ask me if I if I would switch to play running back, but they right. usually just ask if I'm able to take handoffs
0: or if I have running back experience. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I think that's enough numbers talk. So let's get to the field. I flipped on your tape, and I've got to ask you about the Cal game from this year. I know the scoreboard didn't look the way you guys wanted it to, but you ended up playing really well. I think you had like 125 yards, two touchdowns, winning deep, winning in the intermediate race, and short, basically all over the field. So walk me through your mindset in that game. Were you just in the zone and feeling like you couldn't be stopped?
1: Uh, I mean, kind of. It was just more of a matter of, you know, wanting to win. And, you know, our team, we couldn't really, you know, defense had a – I mean, Cal had a great game plan um, defensively in terms of, you know, stopping the run. As an offense, we were pretty run heavy. Um, so, you know, that game, we just didn't really have it have it going. Um, and so they, the team kind of relied on me to, you know, make those plays. And I feel like I stepped up when they needed me to. Um, but it was, it was more just about, you know, trying to keep my team in the game and and just win ultimately. Gotcha.
0: I'll tell you what, you definitely did that. So I mean, I'm curious, though, heading into the game, were you kind of expecting to have this this big day? Or was it something that was in the game plan or just something that ended up happening on the fly? It was
1: more so, you know, happened uh, on the fly. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that I had in the game plan-wise, but we didn't necessarily get to. Um, we had a two-minute drive right before halftime where I I made, some, I made some big plays, and I feel like that's where the majority of my uh, production came was just in that two-minute drive. And, you know, you can't really script for those during, during, the season, during, during the week.
0: Definitely. So more generally speaking, I have my opinion on what your, I think your biggest strength is, but I'm curious what you think your biggest strength as a player is.
1: Um, I think my versatility, um, you know, I've
0: played on the outside of Z, I've played
1: X, I played in the slot. Like you said, I have done the you know, the fly sweep right. game, punts, kicks, I've been a missile on punt and kickoff, you know, I was primary recover on hands team. So <laughs> I feel like, you know, I can definitely help um, you know, on, on special teams and I can be a factor whether it's in slot inside in the slot or on the outside.
0: Yeah, I mean absolutely I definitely agree with you. That was one of the things I noticed about you too, and just uh just looking at the uh, your splits from your snaps and whatnot you know I was going to have this in there later where we're talking about it but like I think like your first three years you're almost exclusively a slot guy and that like flipped mm-hmm. in it flipped on its head your last two so I, I definitely agree with you on that part okay. one of the things to me that jumped off about your game is your change of direction you ran a whip route against Cal where I believe you just absolutely broke the, that poor corner's ankles mm-hmm. so is that something you've worked on over the years or has it kind of been just a natural part of your game um
1: yeah I mean I, I've always I'm not the
0: biggest dude right so
1: i gotta kind of have to win with you know my quickness sometimes and like that specific route um you know the week prior we had shown um you know just a just a slant off of it and it was was supposed to be like a little out route but i just i knew i knew out of that formation they would expect that we were going to come back to that so you added that one preparation thing a little bit yeah
0: okay i like that i like that i like that a lot especially from from the slot where are gonna be a lot of choice routes so I'm, i'm 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 uh I'm stoked to hear you reading the coverage already and whatnot, making adjustments. So, exactly. I have to give your quarterback a little bit of love though, too, because I, I would not have guessed that that was a, that was you doing it on your own. You guys seemed like you were too much on the same page. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. chance that's my boy. So you know we were we were on the same page most of the
0: time. <laughs> gotcha. So I mentioned the whip route, whip route, but is there anywhere else where you think your change of direction skills benefit you most? Benefit you most? Like, do you have a favorite route that you can cook DVs with, or even you know maybe set up some yak? Um, I mean, from the
1: slot, I really love option routes just because, you know, the the, the defense can't be right. You right. Know, you just read, them, read the leverage and whatever they do, you know, they end up being wrong. So I feel like that's where it'll be showcased the most. And then returning punts and returning kicks, I'd be able to showcase that as well. Awesome.
0: Well, I know we just talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, we mentioned that for your first four years at Oregon State, you basically were exclusively a slot guy. And that flipped. So what went into that change?
1: Um, it was more we we kind of transitioned from being a you know kind of fast paced eleven personnel uh, team to you know one I feel like one of the only teams in college football that you know huddled every play, um, <laughs> pro style offense, a lot of twelve personnel with two tight ends on the field. So they want they wanted to you know keep me on the field as much as possible. So I had to make that transition to you know play
0: on the outside. So what was the biggest difference for you playing on the outside versus on the inside?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really like two different games. Um, You know, playing in the slot is a lot about, you know, reading coverages and running routes based off guys' leverage and, you know, kind of finding soft spots and zones. On the outside, it's more about just one-on-one being your man. Um, So, I mean, you still have to play with your eyes and, you know, be able to read coverage. But I feel like it's it's, it's mostly just about being the guy in front of you.
0: Do you have a preference between the two and is there one where you think you might be better suited for with your skill set at the next level?
1: Um, I don't really have a preference. I like playing both. Um, but in terms of my skill set, you know, teams, they often tell me that they, they project me playing in this a lot more.
0: Gotcha. So I know you kind of mentioned this already. Not the biggest guy in the world. So I'm curious if there was a, a guy in the NFL whose play style you like to study or try and emulate, do you tend to dra- gravitate towards a guy, maybe like a, a Hunter Renfro, who isn't as f- physically gifted that you try and model your game after?
1: Yeah, growing up, I really liked, uh, really liked Doug Baldwin and how he played. Um, and then as I got older, I mean, you know, really started watching other guys. Like you said, Hunter Renfro was one of them. Cooper Cup, um, Jarvis Landry. Uh, Stefan Diggs; those are those are some of the guys that I feel like I watch the most.
0: Gotcha. I was going to say, if you didn't bring up Hunter Rampro, you're going to have about like a thousand angry Raider fans in your mentions <laughs> in, uh, when this drops. No, I, I watched a lot of Hunter Renfro. Awesome, good to hear. So, similar question before: has your size come up in any sort of conversations that the teams that you talked to? And I'm curious about what they had to say about that, if you don't mind sharing.
1: No, nah, um, I mean most most teams tell me that you know I'm actually bigger than. You know what they what they thought I was on tape. <laughs> but nothing like that. They asked me maybe like, you know, if I if I'm able to put on five, 10 pounds um, and you know, keep my speed. But other than that, they don't really say too much about it. Gotcha.
0: So in a similar vein, what would you say your biggest area for improvement is as you head in as you transition the NFL? And then what are you doing now to combat that weakness or get better in that area of your game? Um should I probably say uh I probably say just having a
1: better total understanding of, you know, reading defenses. You know, I feel like I do a pretty good job of it now, but at the NFL, you know, it's, you got to take it to another level. So, um, you know, just constantly being in, being in the playbook or, you know, going over, you know, different coverages, different schemes like that is something that I'll continue to work on, get better at. And then I think I could, I think I could be a better blocker in the run game too. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. It's a little bit different when those safeties are a little bit faster and they're not in the same spot they were pre snap, huh?
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: So I also saw, and you talked about your experience as a returner. So is that something you're looking to show teams also throughout this process that um, your ability to return kicks and punts?
1: Yeah, and I think you know that kind of starts with you know showing them you know that I can go sub four four in my forty, and that I could I can be an elite returner when I get the opportunities. Um, but yeah, I mean if they have me you know catching punts or catching jugs out of the, at pro day or something, I, I'll,
0: I'll be comfortable doing that. What would you say your biggest strength as a returner is, and what are you trying to? Or, yeah, sorry. What would you say your biggest strength as a returner is?
1: Um, dude, I feel like I feel like a lot of teams were, you know, a little bit hesitant to, you know, kick me the ball um, because I'm able to, you know, make big plays. And as a punt returner, you know, I started for five years, never muffed a punt. Um, so you know, I take pride in you know just being able to make good decisions doing that. So, what do you like better, kickoff or punt returns, and why? Personally, I like kick return better just because you. I mean, if they don't kick it out of the end zone, you're going to get a <laughs> shot at it. Um, but I feel like I feel like I might be better at punt return just gotcha. because of, like I said, my decision making and I'm pretty sure-handed catching them.
0: Gotcha, yeah, I was a little surprised you said the kick return because I feel like the punt returns you have a little more room for wiggle. You can like kind of, you know. Find your own path and uh, have a little more freedom. Whereas the kick returns, it seems like you're just trying to you're trying to get to the thirty or whatever, right? That's kind of the end goal.
1: Yeah, but I, I like kick return just because you, you know you really get it, like you get a running right. start. Hit the ball. True.
0: I like. I like. So I know you kind of mentioned this a little bit before, but beyond being returner, what experience do you have uh, playing special teams? And you kind of expand on what you're talking about before.
1: Yeah. So I mean, freshman year, I put I. Basically played mostly special teams. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I was a missile on punt and kick. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm the guy running down there taking the taking the first shot. Um, so I did that a lot freshman year, sophomore year, uh, really all the way up until my senior year um, where they, you know, took me off of, off of punt and kickoff. And then, uh, you know, I I was the primary re- uh, recover guy on hand team. So, you know, the guy who has the responsibility of, you know, getting the one-side kick. And I was also on onside kick, so we
0: got <laughs> the ball when we kick it. So you played on nearly every special teams then, huh?
1: Yeah, everything besides field goal. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Those ones I feel like are a little bit uh, different body type, you guys on the field goal blo- uh, team.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm cool off of
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> Before we wrap up here, I want to transition back to your time at Oregon State. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, you grew up in Oregon, so I know you know the history and the struggles that the program has had in the past. Plus, you get there in 2016 under Gary Anderson. That didn't exactly go well. But in 2018, Jonathan Smith comes on board and has really done a great job turning that program around. What are some of the changes that Coach Smith made? And can you just tell us about what he means and what he's done for that program?
1: Yeah, I mean, Coach Smith, that's my guy. Um, you know, he's done, he's done a lot for the program, played there. Um, you know, so he knows what it's like. Um, real players, Coach. Um, so, so guys, you know, want to play for him and uh, you know believe in you know what he wants to accomplish as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking back on it, I feel like I feel like when he got in or when he came in, you know, he kind of just demanded you know your best out of everybody, and uh, you know everybody bought in and you know committed to that process. Um, you know, it's hard to show up and and continue to give. You know, hundred percent effort. You know, work. You know, just as hard, as not, or harder than everybody else when you know we're not winning games. Um, But yeah, I think that just goes to show the type of leader he is, um, because we were able to you know go to a bowl game, which we haven't done. I mean, you know, that was always a goal of winning. You know, winning Pac twelve championship, and you know, everybody on the team believed that we were able to do that.
0: So you brought up when you first talking about him that he he was an alumni from Oregon State. For those people that don't know, Jonathan Smith was one of the best quarterbacks in Oregon state history. So does having someone who or having a coach that has kind of been in your shoes and been exactly where you're standing, you know, literally on the same field, what does that, how does that help you as a player kind of uh, when you're getting direction from him?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's done it, you know, and he's done it at a really high level. So you, you have that respect, you know, when he, when he says something, you know, he's either, he could, he could pull up on film, like, you know, Hey, this is <laughs> what I did. And, um. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, he's just a player's coach. He gets it. Um, you know, he knows it's hard. He knows what it takes. Um, and he knows how to get the best out of you.
0: I can just imagine him pulling up, you know, what was it, like early 2000s Fiesta Bowl film and him just being like, look at this beautiful pass that I threw to Chad Johnson or TJ, who I'm sure it was all Coach Smith too, right, when he when he tells the story.
1: Now, I mean, Coach Smith is really humble. Like, they show those highlights gotcha. a lot in the meeting rooms, and, you know, he, he kind of tries to shut it down.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Good to hear. So on a more personal level, what's your relationship like with coach Smith and how has he helped you the most?
1: Yeah, we have a great relationship. Uh, you know, I was you know, I was one of the leaders on the team, so he trusted me a lot, and, you know, whenever you know something was going on, he might pull me up into his office and you know we'd sit there and you know have hour to hour, you know conversations about something. Um but you know, one of his best attributes I think as a coach is you know that he listens. Um He's not like, you know, this This is what I think and this is how it goes. Um, you know, he, he takes in input and he, you know, tries to act on anything if, if you have, you know, something that needs to be addressed. That's uh, awesome.
0: Yeah. So have you kept in contact with him throughout this, you know, pre-draft process and is he someone that you're going to be leaning on for advice over these next few months?
1: Uh, I mean, I've talked to him a couple of times. Uh, I know he's, you know, really busy, um, mm-hmm. you know, recruiting and, you know, they're about to start spring ball and everything. Um, but I've, I've really just been, you know, focusing on just trying to get better every day, you know, faster,
0: stronger, all those good things. So, as you know, this is a raider centric podcast, and I know you're from the West Coast. You brought up Doug Baldwin, and I'm thinking you might have been a Seahawks fan back in the day. But I'm curious, do you have any memories or anything of the Raiders, or is there a particular game or something that stood out to you along those lines about the Raiders?
1: Yeah, I mean, growing up, I, I only ever went to one football game, and it was Seattle versus Oakland. Um, okay. Probably like 2005, I want to say, <laughs> and for the very, the very first play of the game, the Raiders, uh, they took a kick back to the house. <laughs> like you said, I was a Seahawks fan when I was younger, um, but I mean, Seahawks ended up blowing them out, so you know it is what it is. But
0: the the, the last, you know, 20 years, those are the dark periods in, in the Raider history. We don't, we still don't like to talk about those very much around here. Yeah, I mean, they turn it around. They, you know, they got a really good team. Definitely. So I'm curious. Did you love? Did you hate the Raiders? Were you indifferent about them growing up?
1: Um, I mean, I was pretty indifferent
0: about them. I, mean, I liked watching, like watching everybody play, man. Well, all right. We're going to end on this note. Let's pretend I'm Raiders' new general manager Dave Ziegler. I need a wide receiver badly. I'm considering drafting this Bradford guy from Oregon State. So give me your sales pitch. Why should the Las Vegas Raiders draft you? And what are they getting from you if they if you do if they do?
1: Yeah. Um... Like I said, I, I think I bring a lot, um, you know, to the team in terms of my versatility. Um, I can play, you know, wherever you need me to play. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy who's, you know, going to come in and, and, you know, be accountable, be consistent, um, you know, do all the little things right. I'm, I'm not a guy who, you know, I'm, I'm 24 years old, so I'm a little bit, I feel like I'm a little bit more mature, more mature than some of these other guys. I feel like I carry myself like a professional, so I feel like you, you know what you're getting.
0: Awesome! I tell you what, man. The way the the Raiders had this last season, having a guy that uh, isn't going to be an issue off the field would be be awesome. So I'm hoping we get to talk to you again. But otherwise, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you, Trevon, for hopping on. Hopefully, again, we get to talk soon. Real quick before you go, do you have any social media accounts or anything you want the good people of Raider Nation to know about?
1: Yeah, Instagram and Twitter is uh, at Trevon underscore Bradford. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. But I, oh. I
0: appreciate you me on, man. No problem. You guys know where to follow me, Adam Holder95, on Twitter. And as always, please rate, review, subscribe, and download. Trevon, thank you one more time for your time again today. Best of luck to you in the uh, the next couple of months. Thank you, man.